Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. So this is going to be a pretty quick one. Uh, just a few things I wanted to talk about uh, just in a really brief podcast. Really net neutrality and the new Star Wars movie. So, uh, after the last podcast, there was another pretty major baseball move. Uh, that Ian Kinsler is now going to be with the Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Angels. Uh, then, really crazy bit of news from the New York Times, uh, paleontologists have found entombed in amber a 99 million year old tick grasping the feather of a dinosaur. Uh, so Kat Stryker responded and tweeted, well if you wanted Jurassic Park to really happen, this is how it would start, a blood-sucking insect preserved in amber, hashtag life finds a way. Uh, I agree with her. That's freaky how much that is like uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, but, you know, it's it's apparently real. Uh, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, Your failure does not define you. Your determination does. And Ken Rosenthal tweeted out, We've been talking a lot about Manny Machado. It seems like the Chicago White Sox are serious suitors. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, more major baseball news. Joe Smith uh, had a deal with the Astros. Two years, $15 million. And then, uh, again, as I keep saying, every podcast, another person becomes revealed to be an absolute uh, sexual harasser, sexual abuser, uh, and just overall pervert. Uh, Morgan Spurlock uh, had a stunning admission. He was saying, I asked my victims to supersize me. Uh, he didn't really, but it came out that he also is, uh, you know, a sexual abuser, a sexual harasser. Uh, Walt Disney, uh, big news, acquired 21st Century Fox uh, for $52.4 billion in stock. And I've got to say, like, my opinion of that is that these monopolies make me sick. And, you know, I think now we can all enjoy fewer watered-down entertainment options as a result, and that, that really sucks. Uh, I can't play this clip, but I definitely recommend people check it out. Uh, Seth Meyers from December 13th, I believe, talking about Doug Jones winning in Alabama. Uh, it's really good. It had me laughing really hard, so I definitely recommend it. Uh, then I also tweeted, for people that claim that Steve Bannon is some kind of political mastermind, he supported Sarah Palin and Roy Moore now. So, you know, he's one for three, basically, if you look at the bigger people he's endorsed. Uh, Then I also said, call me crazy, but I fail to see how a tax cut for large corporations is going to create jobs and bring jobs back to America. Unless, of course, they can hire people for the same 10 cents an hour as they do in Bangladesh. Also, you know, they don't install nets around your office like Foxconn because the job is awesome. Uh, Then a major, major part of this podcast, part of it's going to be the new Star Wars movie. Uh, The other part's going to be about net neutrality. So... Uh, John Hendel tweeted uh, to get us started on that subject. The FCC just voted three to two to repeal the agency's 2015 net neutrality rules as expected. Three Republicans in favor, two Democrats vociferously dissenting. And then here's an image of the man that killed net neutrality.
Uh, so Zachary tweeted out, the net neutrality vote still has to be defended in court where it has been denied twice, it's not over. Uh, Benjamin Albright tweeted out, the two big internet service providers spent $28 million lobbying for this. 80% of Americans don't want it. 100% of internet using Americans will now spend more money for a lesser product. Uh, and my response to that is they only had to spend $28 million. That's less than $1 per American. Uh, they'll get more than that the first probably month after not having to deal with net neutrality. And to me, that just shows that the FCC are just a bunch of cheap whores, in my opinion. Uh, then Gucci Mane, it was announced his new album cover. And I had to say Gucci Mane putting that ice cream on his face on ice bra. Uh, then there was this this was fucking insane uh, cover story from Wired in China the concept of, of a social credit has hit the mainstream where your purchases your activities and even your mistakes get tallied into a score that quantifies your reputation and you actually wear it like a badge uh, so it says a social credit score of 722, for example, entitled him to favorable terms on loans and apartment rentals, as well as showcasing on several dating apps. Uh, so Wired says, it works like this, the better your reputation, achieved by things like having a PhD, who you associate with and what you buy, the higher your social credit score. Those with high scores are given preferential treatment in society. Then it says, users can lower their score by spreading online rumors or failing to pay traffic fines among other things they become part of the quote digital underclass and aren't afforded the same perks as high scores like being able to skip the airport security line and this is the craziest part of this this quote by lucy peng this service will ensure that the bad people in society don't have a place to go First of all, who the fuck thinks like that? And second of all, like, what the fuck kind of society are you trying to build? My opinion, fuck that noise. Fuck this shit. It seems like absolute bullshit. Uh, Wired continued the, with the story. They said, so what does this mean for you? For now, this exists only in China, but bits and pieces of its architecture are baked into tech systems in the U.S. Folks, welcome to the age of social credit. That's some scary shit, man. Uh, I say keep that communist shit in China, son. Like, we don't need any of that crap. Uh, Uberfax tweeted out, New research has found that having a university degree is linked to a heightened risk of developing a brain tumor. That's interesting. I wonder if that's due to the stress uh, on many levels. The stress of the education itself, the stress of the debt, all of that shit. Uh, then there was an interesting image. This is fake. It's an ad for Ciroc, but I thought it was hilarious. Uh, they digitized uh, Diddy curling uh, and I said Diddy plus curling equals what you didn't know you needed in your life uh, then NASA and Google announced that they found another solar system like ours and this is on flip.it if you're interested uh, and then you know I'm a Canadian I'm in Toronto I'm thinking you know this net neutrality thing is bad but how bad could it be for Canadians I mean you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to flip net neutrality on us. Here's the thing. This net neutrality decision in the U.S. will impact Canadians as well. This is from Scott Hetherington. 
even if your connection originates in Canada and goes somewhere in Canada, he continues, Canadian internet service providers frequently route their traffic along American providers. If those providers begin throttling traffic, your traffic will be affected too. Not to mention a lot of the places that you might go to, Google, Netflix, etc., they're all American companies. So when the costs go up on them, that cost will go down to you even if you don't live in the U.S. So this has a huge impact on the world uh, beyond the U.S. and it really sucks. It really does because it doesn't seem like much is going to happen here except what I'm about to talk about. So uh, there's a t- tweet here uh, that no matter who you are, what internet service provider you use, or how much money you make, you deserve the chance to benefit from a free and open internet. The fight is not over. Head to, and you can go to battleforthenet.com to contact your representative right now. So it says the FCC just voted to end net neutrality. Congress can overrule it with a resolution of disapproval. So really important if you care about this, and you should. If you're watching this right now, you're listening to the podcast, however you're consuming it, if you're taking this in, this should matter to you. Text 384-387 to contact Congress. Uh, So I also tweeted, The weekend's Can't Feel My Face has different meaning when you're listening to it while you're walking outside in the cold Toronto winter. Uh, I also said, The greatest teacher failure is... And hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you see it, you won't make it through the night. So those two quotes are the only spoilers without any context. So I don't think they're really spoilers. Uh, Spoiler alert. Uh, For Star Wars The Last Jedi, I actually went to go see it last night as soon as I could. Uh, And I've got to say that it might be the best Star Wars movie that I've ever seen. And I've watched them all. And I've been a fan since 97, 98. Um... So really since I was like eight or nine years old. Um, And after The Force Awakens, I didn't have an opinion because I wanted to see what was going to be coming next because there were so many questions left unanswered. Um, And without spoiling it, The Last Jedi has made it all worth it and actually has me excited for the future of this franchise. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be possible, but they really did. Uh, So if, if I had one thing to say is my review for Star Wars The Last Jedi... Go and see it. It's worth it. And I don't say that this o- that often, so you know it's got to be good. And we'll end with the Indians ag- have agreed to a minor league deal with Melvin Upton Jr. So some interesting moves going on in baseball. Still a lot more to come. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this quick little bit of a podcast as much as we did. Uh, you know, definitely, guys, text about the FCC to your Congress so that they can get that done. Um, And if you haven't seen Star Wars, go see it. We will see you on the next episode of the podcast.